Guess who's back? Back again. Name That News is back. Tell a friend. Tell all your friends. We're here every week. I am Mark Menard, your co-host, and I am here alongside Zach Clark, as always. And this is Odyssey's favorite new podcast, we assume. And as long as nobody tells us different, we will continue to assume. What we do here is we play you clips from the week that was in news. We have gone through the whole week, so you don't have to. We've picked out our favorite clips. Maybe not so much favorite as in we love that this happened, but it's a little strange and you need to know about it. We're going to play you these clips and we're going to give you some choices. And you have to figure out which of those choices is correct. What exactly are they talking about? We need you to name that news. Pretty simple, right? Yes, very simple. And Mark, you had me at Eminem as a card-carrying Detroiter. You had me from the get-go. You had me even at hello. See, there you go. I know how to cater to my audience, and right now, you are the only audience I can see. So why not? Why not go a little Detroit right out of the gate? I love it. Speaking of right out of the gate, we're going to get this started. I'm going to go first this week. Wedding season is upon us. Now, people say that. I feel like you see weddings all year long. But certainly, in the spring and the summer, when the weather gets warmer all over the country, it's obviously a better time to have those outdoor get-togethers with the arches of flowers and the beautiful sunshine. And some couples are doing things a little differently this year. Have a listen. Summer wedding season upon us. Well, some couples are turning to for help. That clip is from WCBS in New York. Where are soon-to-be newlyweds turning for assistance? Is it A, GoFundMe? Is it B, Psychic Mediums? Or is it C, chat gpt Ooh, man so i love this because we talk about things that are in the news right now and i gotta be honest with you mark i'm not sure there's anything in the news more frequently right now than chat gpt and other ai type technologies they're everywhere i've messed around with it a little bit and it really can do an unbelievable amount of things i mean look gofundme's people have been using them for a long time to do a lot of different things I'm not sure how a psychic could help you other than to tell you to not do it, uh, which seems like a risky proposition. So I'm going to say ChatGPT. You're going to say ChatGPT, and you are going to be correct, sir. It seems that couples are using ChatGPT to help them write their vows, which to me seems a little impersonal. I don't know what the artificial intelligence would know about your relationship better than you know yourself. I don't know, maybe it's just a little bit of a prodding, a little helpful nudge in the right direction, and then maybe they personalize it from there. I don't know. Or maybe they just feed in pictures of their relationship and let ChatGPT analyze them and say what it thinks. But are couples being open about this at the beginning? I mean, what if one of the two people in the relationship uses ChatGPT, and then it's discovered later on that that's how the review was written? I could see that being a headache. You couldn't even do it yourself? Why would you do that? What if you find out later that that means you're married to ChatGPT and not your spouse because they wrote the vows? I don't know. We've got a lot of legalities here in this new technology that we're going to have to iron out. But anyway, over to you. What is your first clue of the day? So, Mark, for the first time on this podcast, we're going to use a national radio clip. This clip was heard on Odyssey stations across the country, but it originates from CBS Radio. A man pulled over for speeding, tried to switch places in the vehicle with his That led police to suspect that he was not only speeding, but that he was also drunk. Alrighty, Mark, with whom did this man try to switch places? Was it A, his dog, 
B, his baby, or C, a life-size cutout of Taylor Swift? Obviously, all good choices. Uh, let's see. I don't think the dog... I think that even when you're drunk, you would know that's a bad idea. However, I do think being drunk, it might sound like a good idea to tell the cop that the baby stole the car and you just tagged along. Obviously, I don't know how old this baby is. And look, car seats are really hard to change seats, especially while you're driving. So, um... As I talk myself into and out of this, I'm going to go ahead and say the cutout of Taylor Swift, because at least it's got the right height to be sitting in the driver's seat. Mark, before I give you the answer, my favorite part about the story is the cops watched this happen. They saw him make the switch. <laughs> and Mark, it was the dog. Really? The man tried to blame man's best friend. They pulled the guy out of the car. He tried to run, fell down 20 feet later, and was arrested. I think he probably was drunk. It sure sounds like it. <laughs> well, who among us hasn't tried to get our best friend arrested? What's that old saying? You know, a good friend will bail you out of jail, but a great friend will be right there next to you in the morning in the cell. Something like that. <laughs> a great friend does the dime for you. That's how it works. I just got to know what the relationship's going to be like with the dog when this guy gets out of jail if he is in jail. Like, does the dog know the owner tried to dime him out? That's what I want to know. I think dogs are always just happy to be wherever they are. I don't know that they realize anything. They love us unconditionally, and that's why they're man's best friend. So look, we're going to stick in your hometown here, WWJ in Detroit. This is an interesting bit of legality. I can't even really describe any more of it. Let's just go ahead and play it. Al-Hassan Ayash of Hamtramck is charged with involuntary manslaughter in connection with the fatal shooting of 37-year-old Gregory Kelly. So what did the clerk at the gas station where this all happened either do or not do? Was it A, he refused to administer first aid? Was it B, he locked the victims in with the shooter? Or was it C, he loaded the shooter's gun for him? Now this would be the point where most people would make like Detroit murder jokes. They've all been said, I'm gonna leave them at that. And so there's a lot going on here, right? I mean, it's like, what responsibility does a bystander have? I think that was kind of the crux of the final Seinfeld episode. Let's not talk about that. Uh, you know, loaded the shooter's gun to me is, is super interesting. Like, hey, you need some help with that. But the most terrifying thing, Mark, to me would be being locked in with the shooter. So I'm going to say B. That is exactly what happened. The shooter in question was not a shooter when the clerk locked the door, but he did refuse to pay for what he was going to purchase. And so he locked him in to try to make him pay. And instead, he pulled out the jammy and blasted everybody. That story is very scary, especially when you consider, Mark, the purchase was under $4. <sighs> wow. Yes. So, yeah. So he, lo he locked everybody in. There was nowhere for them to run. And everybody caught a bullet. So now we're back over to you. Uh, what do you have for your middle inning relief? Nothing like we just talked about. There's no setup here. Just take a listen. The issue is coming out, and they have four models that they've chosen for the, for the magazine this year. Martha Stewart is going to be on there. All right, Mark, that comes from WPHT in Philadelphia. On what magazine cover will you soon find Martha Stewart? Is it A, High Times? Is it B, Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue, or C, is it XCon Monthly? Who among us doesn't subscribe to XCon Monthly? It's a riveting read from cover to cover. Cover to cover. But you know what? I think she's put her XCon days behind her as much as she can. I don't see her trying to revisit that by appearing on the cover of the magazine. 
We do know that she is very good friends with a certain Long Beach rapper who is known for his love of the uh, cannabis, the sticky icky, that being Snoop Dogg. And so I could certainly see her on the cover of High Times, maybe not even talking about marijuana itself, but maybe the accessories that go with it that she can help you accessorize and really improve your space where you go to relax at the end of the day. That's an intriguing answer. Then we have the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Look, Martha doesn't look bad. She certainly doesn't look her age. So both of those interesting answers. The Snoop Dogg connection is going to push me over to high times just because I would love to see it. Yeah, and they did that great collaboration with Bic. If you remember, Snoop Dogg and Martha did about different kinds of ways to use your lighter. You know, you mentioned she looks good for age, and at 81, you will see just how good she looks for age on the cover of Sports Illustrated's Swimsuit Issue. Wow, good for Martha. I'm saying, right, we're in, a, we're in an age of body positivity, and, you know, I saw some of the shots, and you're right, she looks fantastic. I mean, we should all be so lucky to look that way at 81 years old. I look half as good as her, and I'm half her age. Holding it down for the octogenarians, picking up the swimsuit issue, there is something for everybody this year. <laughs> and we are just so excited about it, Mark. So now that brings us to the portion of the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. Here's how it works. We give you a question just like the ones you've already heard, but this one, we don't give you the answer right now. We just let it lodge itself in your brain, and you have a week to mull it over. We use the honor system here. We don't expect you to go and look it up. That would be way too easy. That would be cheating, and cheaters never win. So you have a week to think about it, and then we'll come back here next week, and we will give you the answer. And that's what we're going to do first, is give you the answer to last week's cliffhanger question of the week. That one was one of mine. and again. Look, it's popping off in Motown, WWJ in Detroit. So we'll go right back there, and here is what it sounded like. Having less in the city uh, is just a good thing. What will this $95 million program in Detroit help to eliminate? Is it A, homeless people? Is it B, potholes? Or is it C, the fruitless hopes and dreams of Detroit Lions fans? Mark, there's not enough money in the world to fix C. There just there's not a dollar value you could place on that. Uh, though I gotta say, in in my 38 years almost of roaming this planet, it's about the best I've felt about those fruitless hopes and dreams of the Lions. Um, and look, every I said this last week, every city's gonna tell you their road to the worst. Everybody takes home that title if you ask ex-resident, right? And the homeless problem in Detroit, like in other places, is an issue. But we have a governor. Her name is Gretchen Whitmer. And she was elected on a saying, fix the damn roads. So I'm saying it's potholes. Look, last week we had a first where I went three for three. Well, you have followed in my footsteps, my friend. Three for three this week. Yes, it is the potholes that they are looking to eliminate with this $95 million initiative in Detroit. So hopefully your roads won't be among those that people complain about in the near future. And look, as someone who knows how road work goes down here where I am in New Orleans, the near future is probably going to be 20 to 30 years. <laughs> but you can wait. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. No big deal. And I got to say, Mark, we're going to have to make a, like a three for three plaque or something so I can give to my mom and show that I'm not a total <laughs> loser. Like, look, mom, I did make something about my life. I have done something. Look at this. There you go. And you can hang it behind you and you can look at it every single day to remind yourself of your incredible accomplishment. Just how amazing I am. And Mark, I'm glad you mentioned incredible accomplishments because that brings us to this week's cliffhanger. It comes from KNX in Los Angeles. 
Dancers at the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar in North Hollywood won their 15-month battle to become the nation's first strippers. All righty, Mark. These women are the first dancers to do what? A, become CPR certified. B, operate the first dancer-owned club. Or C, unionize. All right, so we're not going to answer this one this week. You've got a week to think about it. Um, Look, CPR certified, that's probably a good thing to do in a strip club. I'm sure some people get a little too worked up up there in years. They might have a little incident. So it's good to have a stripper who knows what to do in those high-pressure situations. The first dancer-owned club? Look, I'm not trying to sway you either way. It just seems like there would have been one of those already. But what do I know? So that could be the answer. And unionize, look, there is a big push all over the country in all sorts of different professions where they're looking to unionize and get that support, that backing that can aid you in your battles against the boss. So all three of those fantastic choices. I can't wait until next week to see which one it pans out to be. I'm just hoping it's A, because when somebody yells, is there a doctor in the house? One of the girls will hop up and be like, don't worry, I got it. (laughs) Be very helpful on an an airplane, even. See, it has multi-uses, Mark, just like this podcast. Just like this podcast. And just like that, we are done for another week. Special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps us put the show together. And special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're going to appear every single week with another riveting, thrilling, incredible episode of Name That News. 